Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey all. My name is Mark and you've asked for it, so I'm supplying it. We're covering some more r slash entitled people. If you do love a Reddit story, please consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. And it's from Lex Luthor who says, Entitled mother refuses to accept I'm blind. <laughs> Here we go. You know, it's actually sad how often this sort of thing happens. I mean, being a blind girl, instances of ignorant people are daily. But entitled parents represent a certain level of infamy for me. But this one just happened, so hey, why not make myself feel better by making you guys read about my misfortune? The people involved. Me. Me. Entitled Mother, EM, Security Guard 1, SG1, Security Guard 2, SG2. So since my parents are more at risk from COVID, I've been going shopping alone more and more often during the pandemic. Yesterday was one of these cases. Grocery shopping is a more involved process for a blind person. I have to ask a staff member to assist me. I also have my guide dog, Gumbo, inside with me. The dog in itself increases the instances of bad experiences. Now, during my shopping, I always get a wide array of reactions to my dog, but one in particular occurred towards the end of my shopping. I hear loud footsteps, followed by the loud screech of, That doggy is so cute! Can I pet him? It was obviously a small child by the voice, so I prepared myself before responding that no, my dog cannot be touched due to him being a guide dog. Surprisingly, the child didn't act entitled, but seemed surprised and excited about a dog having a job. She... I believe it was a she, asked me a few questions and then left. I thought nothing of it and continued with my shopping. After I finished, I decided to stop by the food court on the way out for some lunch. So I went and made my way across the supermarket. I ordered my food, sat down and waited. But by some cosmic gracing of bad luck, that is the exact moment that this child and their parent decided to walk close by. I heard the child tell the mother about what I told her, about how my dog is a working as a guide dog that I'm blind and use him to get around, etc. The mother isn't really saying anything, but I can sort of tell by her tone and the few words she does say that she is seeing some issue with what her daughter was told. I decided to listen in and, and after the daughter finished her babbling, the mother came up to me. Now, as I said, people coming up to me is super common. I thought nothing much of it. However, the first words out of her mouth were, Why did you tell my daughter you were blind? Her tone was very harsh, very accusatory. I immediately knew what was coming, but as usual, I put on a smile. I said, Because I'm blind, your daughter asked me about my dog, so I explained what guide dogs are and why we use them. The EM replies, You're not blind. I said, Excuse me? The straight shooting words caught me off guard. EM replies, You're not blind. My cousin is blind, so I know what a blind person is like. You shouldn't lie about that. I think you should let my daughter pet the dog. She likes dogs. It's pretty bitchy to refuse a child something like that. My hackles rose slightly. I said, well, mom, not all blind people are the same. 
Just because you know a single blind person doesn't mean you know how all blind people are. And as I already explained, your daughter can't pet my dog due to him being a seeing eye dog. Ian replied, why are you lying? Your eyes are completely fine. You're using a phone. Don't say you're blind if you're gonna show you're not at the same time. Why would you lie about this? I said, excuse me, but I'm not lying. My eyes looking fine has nothing to do with anything. Not every blind person's eyes look the same. Look, you're stressing me out. I'd rather you just left me alone. Ian replied, my daughter wants to pet your dog. She's been well behaved all through today and it's more than reasonable to let her pet the dog. I replied, I said no. I don't know why you can't accept my answer. You said no using that bullshit excuse. You're honestly starting to piss me off. I don't know who you think you are, but I happen to work for... I can't actually remember where she said. And if you don't stop it, I'll get security to throw you and your fake guide dog out of here. Now, I'm sure you get the picture. This went on for a good five minutes of her getting progressively more and more angry at the fact I wouldn't let her daughter pet my dog. The daughter was actually silent through the whole thing. I don't think she even cared that much. The EM, however, was another story. Eventually, she screamed out, That's it! I'm going to get security. If you're smart, you'll be gone by the time I get back. Or you'll regret it. I snorted at her small fit and, and heard her huff and storm off. By that time, my food had arrived, so I started eating. I didn't really believe she'd go get security, but with EPs, you cannot be sure. About, I don't know, five minutes or so went by of me eating. I was enjoying my fries, browsing Reddit in bliss, but of course, she returned. I heard her stupid stomping from like 15 feet away. And she was raging onto an apparent security guard. Look, that's her, you see. She's sitting there with a dog. She's saying it's a guy dog, but she's not blind. You have to kick her out. Dogs aren't allowed. I sighed and removed an earbud to prepare for the incoming ordeal. A deep male voice sounded from a few feet in front of me. He sounded rather harassed. The security guard said, uh, miss, is this a service dog? I replied, yes, it is. He is a seeing eye dog. I'm allowed to take him in here. I have a copy of the appropriate law if you need it. Security guard replied, no, that's fine. I know service dogs are allowed. This woman is saying you aren't disabled though. Is that true? To which I again replied, no. She's just angry that I didn't let her daughter touch my dog. I honestly don't know why she cares. EM replied, because you're a liar. I told you, I have a blind cousin. Don't try to tell me I don't understand blind people, because I do. I directed my attention to the security guard. I've tried to explain to her that one blind person doesn't represent all blind people, but she doesn't seem to get it. Could you please ask her to leave me alone? I just want to eat in peace. Security guard said, so you are blind? I said, yes, I am. Can you prove it in any way? I said, uh, no. How could I do that and why? Security says, well, it's just that she is saying one thing, you're saying another thing. I don't know exactly who to believe. But yeah, I see how proving you're blind doesn't really work. He spoke to the woman. Why is it exactly that you think she is lying? Ian replied, are you serious? Are you thick? Look at her eyes. They're not white or cloudy like blind people's are. She's literally looking at a fucking phone. Security spoke to me and said, uh, what's your response? To which I sighed. Maybe her cousin has those eye symptoms, but not every blind person does. Those symptoms are all caused by diseases like cataracts, which I don't have. As for the phone, devices have been accessible to the blind for years. I find it surprising she has a cousin who is blind and doesn't know that. EM replied, no, I saw you look at the phone. You were looking at it. I replied again saying, I have basic light perception. I can detect light. 
I direct my eyes to it out of habit because that's where my hands are occupied. Look, it's not my job to educate you on what you don't know. I spoke to the guard. Please, please just ask her to leave me alone. I don't care if she doesn't believe me. You don't need to stand here and mediate a back and forth as if we're going to agree. I'd just like her to stop talking to me and leave me in peace. I'm feeling extremely harassed. Security goes on to say, yeah, I get that. It's just that I can't know for sure if you're blind. She might have a valid point. I said, what? That applies to every blind person. How can anyone prove that? If she has no reasons for me lying, then shouldn't you just give me the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. She said her cousin is blind. She probably knows something about it. I paused for a second. Wow. I'm not even going to bother. Look, if you're not going to get her away from me, then I'm just going to leave. Thanks for failing to protect the disabled patron. I stood up to leave, my dog getting up to guide me. I took a few steps and suddenly felt someone grab hold of my harness handle tightly and pull me to a stop. Ian said, wait, I said I wanted you to let my daughter pet the dog, then you can leave. I said, no, get off my harness, get off. Now understand, grabbing my harness is akin to someone taking away your eyes. She was impending my means of navigating, so I panicked. This has only happened to me once before. It's outlined in one of my posts and I panicked then too. I attempted to pull my harness handle back, all the while screaming, get off, let go, help, and her screaming in my ear about, actually, I wasn't exactly listening as I was too busy screaming, but assume it had something to do with her daughter. The security guard was fumbling around fairly uselessly. Eventually, another security guard hurried over. I heard him bark out. The second security guard said, what's going on? And I said, she's taking my guide dog, help me, she won't let go. EM replied, no, she's supposed to let my daughter pet her dog. He said so. I assume she pointed to the guard. The guard didn't respond. By the way the conversation went, it seemed like he non-verbally indicated that he hadn't said that. The second security guard goes on to say, Miss, let go of the lady's dog right now or I'll escort you out. EM said, no, she's not blind. This dog isn't real. Don't just jump in and assume you know what's going on. I had calmed slightly so I could speak in a more coherent manner. Please just get her off of me. I want to leave. I don't feel safe. Let me leave. Second security guard says, hey, you're all right, miss. Everything's going to be fine. I then felt the woman's hand being forcibly removed from the harness handle. As soon as I was free, I immediately commanded Gumbo to lead me to the exit. We walked quickly. I heard the woman screeching loudly behind me, the man shouting, calm down, just stop screaming. I was still somewhat panicked, but I was able to calm myself down as I hurried towards the exit. It was so chaotic, I very nearly forgot my shopping where I left it at customer services, because I didn't want to have it around me in the food court where it could be snatched. I left, called a taxi and came home. It has really stuck with me for the last couple of days, but the worst part is that these types of interactions are almost a daily occurrence. Blind people are the targets of constant harassment in public. This woman just went farther by physically assaulting me. I know I could have and should have gotten her arrested, but honestly, I was just so panicked I wanted out of the situation ASAP. So, why am I telling this story? In short, spreading awareness. It's important for people to know more about the blind experience and what blind people have to deal with. It's also super important to say, if you're ever a witness to a situation like I described, intervene. Had that second guard not intervened for me, the situation would have been a lot worse. So I'd appreciate any upvotes on this post to help spread more awareness. And I didn't even get to finish my fries. Now, EMs in these stories don't even surprise me with their craziness anymore. 
They're absolutely insane, thoughtless, and couldn't give a shit about anyone else's feelings. But security guard in the situation really made my jaw drop. The first security guard anyway, to question you about your blindness, to doubt you about your blindness, and to allow someone to stand there and harass you absolutely insane and that is someone i would 100 be reporting because if they're going to do this to you they will do it to other people down the line as well but we're going to cover a couple of comments before we move on to another story from not another amy who says oh my god call the mall office and tell them what happened that security guard needs to be retrained or fired. This is 50 shades of messed up. I travel pretty frequently with a blind coworker and have witnessed all sorts of crap he has to go through. And this was way past a slight misunderstanding of ADA laws. Who me now says, I'm sorry to hear this. Your eyes aren't milky. Seriously, I'm not going to list all the things wrong with that statement. Milky eyes are rare. Most people who are blind have normal looking eyes or they have appliances that look like normal eyes. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Not only should that woman have been arrested for attacking you, but the first security guard should be fired. He couldn't tell who was telling the truth. Fine, then just separate the two people. At that point, the truth did not matter. You just said you wanted the woman to get away from you. It was your dog. You had the right to say no petting whether the dog was working or not. I realize you might not want to do this, but if you think you have the strength or desire, go back to that store and talk to the head of security or the store manager. That first guard should never work with the public. He should go back and relearn basic conflict resolution. Going back to the store would also give an opportunity to thank the second guard. If you cannot do this, and I absolutely understand why you might not want to, then call them. Tell them how their employee messed up and their other employee fixed it. You have the right to shop in peace, eat in peace, and relax in peace. Slick Hedzinger says, Wow, my grandfather was blind the last 11 years of his life. The fact that someone would harass a blind person infuriates me. For that first security guard, whether you're blind or not is irrelevant. Everyone deserves to go shopping without being harassed. He should have sent Karen away on that premise alone. We all float down, says Sean Cheshire, a blind veteran, rode a bicycle from Oregon coast to VA over the summer. No one can judge anyone's disability by looking at them. The little girl did the correct thing and asked him before petting your dog, and you were very kind in explaining why she could not. It actually sounded like she was excited to explain to her mother what she learned. The mother was so out of line and SG-1 did not have the skills to deal with her. And one more comment from PanPan90 who says, Oh man, that lady was dumb as fuck. I have a blind cousin, but she doesn't have milky eyes. That's because she literally has no eyes. She also has a smartphone too that is specially designed for blind people. Milky eyes are a result of scar tissue. If that woman had bothered to think for a minute and Google if non-milky eyes were possible, she would have saved herself the embarrassment she underwent and would have spared you this unpleasant experience. The American Foundation for the Blind has a website that has a glossary of all the things that causes blindness and low vision for such an uneducated individual. I'm not totally sure, but I think it was illegal for the first security guy to ask you to prove if you were differently able. At the very least, asking you to prove it could be seen as discrimination. Clearly, whoever trained that guy did not do a good job. I'm sorry you had to go through this, OP. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Absolute madness. And it is incredibly sad that someone has to go through this. But let's move on to the next. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Story. And our next story comes from Alex Moreno794, who says, Entitled Karen tried to steal my first class seats. For a little context here, I was traveling with my kiddo from the States to my home country, which takes around eight hours with connections. So I booked first class seats for the both of us. However, due to COVID in this airline, ours was the last group to be called to board. When we boarded, it turned out Karen around 40ish and her kid were in our seats. I politely told her so, but she ignored me. And as we were the last to board, I had to call the flight attendant and let her know that because we were soon to take off. She came and Karen just repeated in Spanish, Lo siento, no entiendo. Apologies for the pronunciation over and over again. I.e., I'm sorry, I don't understand in English. And the flight attendant felt frustrated as she explained the situation to her in Spanish. Yet it was obvious Spanish wasn't her language and yet Karen pretended she didn't understand. But here comes the funny part. I am a Spanish speaker, so I grinned and told her in Spanish that she was in our seats and had to move to their seats. She then got red faced and told me how she is a single mother and how I should respect my elders, all in Spanish of course, and how I should go with my brother, actually my son, to the regular seats because she deserved to have the first class ones. I told her she was not my elder, I'm 27 and she was 40ish and I don't give a fuck about her being a single mother, she could pay for them as I did being a single parent as well. Anyways, Karen had the pleasure to have me as a translator telling her to go back to their seats or they would be escorted out the plane. In the end, she went back to their seats and told me in English how my kind have ruined the states. I just laughed at them and told her to enjoy their seats. And a lot of the comments on this one were just people replying in Spanish being rude to this entitled person. (laughs) So we won't go in too much into that one. But I always, whenever I come into these stories and that, you know, the entitled person has a child with them, like the first story, like this story where they've had a child with them. And I just always think, what chance does that child have in life with a parent that's guiding them down this path? It's absolutely scary, isn't it? I mean, in the future, they will probably be on this subreddit as well. Let's hope not. Let's hope they branch off differently. And our next story comes from VLTNWBR, who says grandma attempts to ruin our Christmas because I refuse to fulfill never agreed upon requests that were literally impossible to fulfill. This story is about my paternal grandmother. Let's call her Mrs. Führer. It takes place over the course of about one year in the blessed pre-COVID times. Before we get into it, however, let's give some background on Mrs. Führer and my relationship with her. Mrs. Führer owns two houses next to the school I attend before leaving my hometown to study at university. My dad used to pay me to do some chores around her house, which she wasn't able to do herself due to some disabilities stemming from long-term alcoholism. I've heard stories about her borderline abusive behavior from different family members and though she was divorced five times. While working for her, I quickly realized how difficult she could be, but I always thought my family members were exaggerating. 
that was until this story happened. So let's get into it. Back in the summer of 2018, I was visiting my parents in my hometown. I'd been living elsewhere for about three years at that point. I decided to visit Mrs. Fuhrer as I had a pretty good relationship with her back then. I was one of the few family members that was actively in contact with her for other than financial reasons and she seemed excited about my visit as we hadn't seen each other in person for about a year. When I called her to set up the time and date, she asked me whether it was possible for me to borrow my mum's car. I don't own one myself to help pick her up some furniture she wanted to add to her room for a living housekeeper. I cleared everything with my mum as I thought it wouldn't be much trouble. The day came and she picked up so much furniture it barely fit into the car, but everything seemed fine. I carried the furniture into the designated room through three very narrow staircases. It was a very old house in Germany. Afterwards, we had some coffee and cake together before I left. I then dropped off my mum's car and headed out to the party with some friends from school whom I hadn't seen in a while. The next day was when everything began. At around 9am, I was still slightly hungover from the great party the night before. She called me demanding to know where I was since I apparently agreed to help her assemble the furniture we bought. This was never agreed upon. She also demanded that I would bring the car again as she had forgotten to pick up some things the day before. The car, however, wasn't even in town since my mum, the car's owner, needed it that day and had already left. I tried to explain to her that the car wasn't available that day, that we hadn't agreed to me helping her out the next day and I was in no constitution to drive and build furniture even if I wanted to. I did offer to reschedule to another day that week, but she wouldn't have it. She couldn't accept that it was literally impossible for me to fulfill her request and the debate got heated. I don't remember specifics, but she tried to guilt trip me, which is when I snapped and told her that I wasn't her flying monkey here to serve at her pleasure. She hung up after that, and I thought that would be that. Over the course of the week, I tried calling her several times since I still wanted to help, but wasn't able to reach her before I had to go back to my university town. Fast forward to Christmas 2018. I was back at my parents' place for the holidays and the last interaction I had with Mrs. Fuhrer was the phone call I just described. On Christmas Eve, my dad told me that she would be joining us for dinner, as was tradition, and that she wanted me to pick her up. Now, due to my dad's job, it was up in the air whether he would be able to join us that evening, so he added that Mrs. Fuhrer would only attend if he was also there. In case he wasn't, I was just supposed to pick up the presents from her place. As it turned out, dad had to work that night, so I just went and picked up the bag of presents. This was an ordeal in itself. I drove to Mrs. Fuhrer's place, parked in front of it, rung the doorbell and waited for her to open. This could usually take a while since her house is big and she isn't the fastest anymore due to the aforementioned disabilities. After a longer time than usual, I called her landline to inform her I was there. She picked up and told me she was still in the bathroom and would be right there. It took her about 10 minutes to get to the door. Usually takes like one. During which I was waiting in the snowy streets at minus 5, 23 Fahrenheit for my American friends. When she came to the door, she handed me the bag of presents for my parents and brothers. She also asked me to wish everyone a happy Christmas and added that she was hoping I would enjoy my present. I thanked her, said my goodbyes and drove back to my parents' place to enjoy Christmas Eve. Evening had come. We've had dinner with my mum, her mother, a lovely woman and my two younger brothers. We already had unwrapped most of the presents before dinner as we usually do, all in a very pleasant and typical Christmas Eve for my family. After dinner, we started drinking homemade mulled wine when I remembered I still had Mrs. Fuhrer's gifts and handed them out. Me and my brothers each received an envelope with a card in it, but suspiciously, mine differed in size and color. I opened it and it read its contents. This is where the fun begins. 
While my brothers each received a complimenting message with 50 euros enclosed in the card, I received a scalding letter saying she was still devastated by my behavior the previous summer and that she was expecting an apology for my disrespectful way I had treated her. Remember, her demands were literally impossible to fulfill. I admit, I snapped and said something that could have been taken as disrespect, but continued to reach out, wanting to help her while I was in town. I didn't really know how to react. I was speechless and threw the card on the table before going to grab another mug of mulled wine. When I got back from the kitchen, the older of my two younger brothers had read the card and loudly exclaimed something akin to, what the actual fuck? <laughs> At that point, everyone had noticed something was wrong and I read the card out loud. I don't remember the exact wording, sorry. I then told him about what happened during summer. Nobody could really believe how insane Mrs. Fuhrer was, especially since she had already had been quietly planning her revenge for about half a year. The aforementioned brother, who had some extra money due to a paid internship, asked the youngest of us three whether he needed the 50 euros and offered to pay it himself, as he wanted to take all three cars to throw them in Mrs. Fuhrer's face. My youngest brother refused the monetary offer, but loved the idea, so that's what they did. I don't really know what happens afterwards. All I know is that Mrs. Fuhrer was not expecting that reaction as apparently no one in our family had ever stood up to her the way we did. This concludes the Christmas part of the story. We didn't really dwell on the topic for the rest of the holidays and still had an amazing celebration together. Fast forward to the summer of 2019. My parents had planned a big family reunion to celebrate a couple of important dates in their lives, coinciding major birthdays plus a significant wedding anniversary. That party was the first time I interacted with Mrs. Fuhrer since the Christmas incident. I acted as if nothing had happened since I didn't want to cause a scene on my parents' special day with most of our extended family being there. This is a rare occasion since the family is spread around the Western world, mostly Western Europe and the US. We were together for about a week in my hometown, going to different dinner places every night and had a great and memorable time. I even got along with Mrs. Fuhrer, albeit superficially, and only in group settings. We never talked one-on-one. -on -one. one evening, we were having dinner at a really nice place, and she came over to the table, me, my brothers, and my cousin sat at. They all know what had happened during the previous Christmas, and we were all pretty angry with her. She asked whether I was willing to visit her one-on-one -on -one so we could have a talk about what happened. I was happy to, as I don't like to hold grudges, but after that we talk at eye level like adults with mutual respect, as she has a tendency to twist the truth to suit her needs. I didn't say that part for obvious reasons. She agreed and asked me to call her to set up a time and date after the week-long celebration was over. A day later, I received an email from Mrs. Fuhrer stating that she no longer had any interest in a conversation, as it was apparent from my demands that I hadn't grown and wasn't ready to apologize. She also wrote that she wasn't able to speak to me on eye level as she had much more life experience than me. Oh dear. Again, I didn't really know how to process this. I still don't, but enough time has passed that I stopped caring about my relationship with her. Up to this day, nothing has really changed about the situation. I've seen her a couple of times at different family gatherings since then and the interactions were fine. Probably because neither of us wants to dig this shit back up during otherwise great family times but the issue itself was never really resolved. So yeah, that's the story about how I learned that the reported insanity of my grandmother, Mrs. Fuhrer, was not exaggerated. It might be mild compared to other stories on here, and I'm very happy that I have the rest of my loving, supporting family to rely on. But it's still something that has changed me in a way, so I felt like sharing. Hope you enjoyed reading. Yes, she's got much more life experience than you. More experience to manipulate the shit out of everyone around her. But KR Treefrog 2 says, There is a quote I love and I feel it fits here. 
toxic people make you think you're holding a grudge when you're really holding a boundary. She tried to tell you you're holding a grudge by not apologizing to her. What you're doing is standing your ground and demanding she treat you with the respect you deserve as one adult to another. Vanessa says she sounds awful and it's obvious she can't have an adult-like conversation with you. I say this because you are being the adult in this issue and she's acting very, very childish and entitled. Being old or older doesn't make you an adult. I know older people who act and fuss like teens. And one more from Bradley547 who says, congrats, you have learned the one true rule of relationships. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Hate requires energy from you. Indifference doesn't require a damn thing. It's a much easier life. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Do you have anyone like this in your life? Let me know your thoughts on today's stories if you choose to share them. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Time is always super important, especially around Christmas time. And you haven't got your Christmas shopping done like me. (laughs) So thank you for spending it with me. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.